Hey everybody, you're listening to Orla's Happy Hormones podcast, talking all things female health and wellness. I'm Orla O'Flaherty, a certified naturopath and herbalist, and I'm here to talk about everything from periods, hormones, fertility, health, sex, energies, self-awareness, and just life in general. Here's to happy hormones and a happy you. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Orla's Happy Hormones podcast and I think we're up to number 40 and if we're not up to number 40 we should be up to number 40 because I recorded a couple episodes over Christmas and then my entire technological life went up in flames like burning flames smoke the works phone gone laptop gone everything gone and usually I use that as an excuse not as an excuse but this time around, I used it as an excuse, but usually when something like that happens, if it, an episode refuses to upload, I look at it as a sign from the universe that, right, that's not meant to be put out into the world just yet. And I'm okay with that. But this time I did use it as an excuse. So I am re-recording this episode using the, the footnotes that I had for when I originally did it. But coming at it from a bit more of a honest and authentic place for myself. Because I was not practicing what I preach. And I was hiding away because I went into, I went down a cycle, um, which I'll be talking about in this episode, how we go through different pain patterns and cycles and shame cycles. But yeah, I needed space though to look at my my own shoulda woulda couldas and what they were bringing up for me but to get started like I said I did record this episode on New Year's Eve and when it comes to New Year's Eve it comes to endings and new beginnings and in life we go through so many endings and so many new beginnings and it's how we go down the the path of that, how we process change. Can we move through it easily with grace or do we fight it? And every year I look back and I take stock of what the year brought. I reflect on life, all areas of my life, work, family, relationships, friendships, fun, joy, moments of sadness, everything. I look at where I could have done things differently or where I did things right I thought but still didn't get the desired outcome and I call that divine intervention (laughs) have you ever heard the saying thank god for unanswered prayers well yeah sometimes things don't work out the way you want them to and it's a good thing it's now 2020 into the middle of January and Looking back at last year, looking back at the last chapter and looking to the next chapter of this unwritten book, I've tallied up my wins and my losses over this last year. I've reminisced on the connections I've made and adventures I've gone on. I said goodbye to a life I thought I should have had And now I'm welcoming a life of unknown possibilities 
and the life I'm meant to have. But while reminiscing on everything from 2019, I found myself questioning a lot. For example, where I could have done things differently. All the shoulda, woulda, couldas. And while going through these things, I came to realise that though, yes, circumstances did play a big part of things, it was me, it was my own subconscious mind who stopped me from doing the things I should have or could have done differently. Now, to be honest, I'm not a big fan, really, of... uh, Do you know what? Actually, I hate saying, I should have done this, or why didn't I do that? But when we ask ourselves the whys and actually sit with our thoughts or journal them out, which is what I do, we no longer get stuck in the shame mentality of that old shoulda, woulda, coulda. We can actually reflect on our actions or sometimes our non-actions a lot of the time. They say the only things in, in life we regret are the things we didn't do. And I think this can be true in a lot of cases. But reflecting on these things with an open mind to to understand instead of beating myself up with all these things in my eyes is an act of compassion. It's an act of self-care. It's holding space for myself or yourself or ourselves to go into the darkest corners of our minds and shine a little bit of love into those cracks. The thing, the thing about shoulda, woulda, couldas is it can bring a deep sense of shame. And the thing with shame is it isn't I did something bad or I did something wrong. That's actually guilt. When it comes to shame, it's I am bad or I am wrong or I am weak. And a lot of the time the shoulda, woulda, coulda is us feeling weak for not doing something. So if there's something that you were beating yourself up with from this past year gone, 2019, the I should have done this or I should have done that, instead of asking yourself why you did or didn't do something, why not sit with it and find the answer? A lot of times we keep replaying that same question of why over and over and over again like a broken record. But we then shut it down because that dance of shame creeps up and it scares us and like it not just scares us, It cripples us with terror. And it can be the hardest feeling of all to bear, really. That feeling of I am bad or I am weak. So when when that why did I do, like insert here, whatever your thing is, when that broken record comes up, instead of burying it down or pushing it away, why not follow the breadcrumbs? Yes. You may end up at a witch's gingerbread cottage and come face to face with some deep ingrained untruths, like not feeling worthy enough or lovable or good enough. But it's in these answers where you can start to show compassion for yourself. It's in these answers where you can start to feel vulnerable and show your vulnerability. When opening up to your point of shame you subsequently open up to your vulnerability. And it's vulnerability, being vulnerable and showing up with compassion where the journey of healing starts to take place. Now, I'm not saying that you have to go out and shout things out for the whole world to hear, but even speaking some of your deepest feelings out loud, even just to yourself, is a start. If you can't speak them out loud, journal them. 
And if you feel that that message needs to go somewhere, journal it and burn it. Send that energy out there for wherever it needs to go. I know for myself lately, over the last couple months, like I've been hit with so many light bulb moments. So many that I wanted to run away and numb out from them. And to be honest, I actually did a bit for a while too. But these were things that were hidden in my subconscious for such a long time. Things that I thought I had uncovered and worked through where in fact I actually hadn't. But then I realised that like, the more I run and numb, the longer it'll take to heal. So, and that's always been my philosophy in life. The more I run away from something, the longer it's going to take me to actually fix the problem. But with going into certain situations or getting those light bulb moments and realising certain things about myself, it's all I wanted to do was run away. Because it brought up things that I really didn't want to have to look at. But I know I have to. Like I said, I took a little bit of space for myself over the Christmas period and working through the different things that were coming up for me. So now I can talk about it. (laughs) But I'm having to look at all my thoughts, all my feelings, all my shame points. And I've, I've had to let myself be vulnerable. And sometimes being vulnerable is extremely uncomfortable. But it's, it's crucial to be able to move through life. It's crucial to be able to make connections. It's crucial for your own happiness. I went on many a walks with my sister over the Christmas period and over the last few months. And that's where we have our our aha moments, our universal talks, or right, we're doing this because of this. And we tend to become very, let's say, emotionally intelligent. So we follow the breadcrumbs and we're trying to find the root cause of everything. And then we get to the root cause and we're like, ah, okay, so that's what that is. That's where that's coming from. I feel this way because of such a thing happened whenever it happened. I feel this way because whatever. For me, it's control. I would tend to have a a bit of an OCT nature when I get scared or when I don't feel safe. So for me, if I don't feel safe, I automatically become quite controlling in my actions. Even just the house, the house has to be spotless. (laughs) And that is something for me that I know is when I start scrubbing the house from top to bottom, I know, okay, something's up. Why don't you feel safe? Because OCD is a direct correlation to not feeling safe or secure. But even voicing all these things to my sister, someone the person I'm closest to in the entire world was really vulnerable. Simply voicing certain things to the people who are closest to me is really vulnerable. Makes me feel really vulnerable. There was one particular thing 
that has come up that I couldn't actually say. I couldn't say the words to. And then lo and behold, my my voice, my throat, everything went on me <laughs> over the entire Christmas period. And look, now I know why my thyroid is screwed, but that's a, that's a story for another co- podcast. Maybe, maybe not. But when it comes to all of us, we all have stories. And I... I always say that a story is just a story, that what matters is the feeling that's underneath it. But there are times when our stories have to be voiced and they have to be told. They have to be put into words. When we put words to things, when we say them out loud, especially to the ones, to the people that we find hardest to say it to, we take away a bit of its power. Some may argue once you voice something, you're giving it power. And yeah, that may be the case. But if there's something that you physically cannot voice and you can't say, you're taking away its power once you voice it. Think of it like Harry Potter. Like once people start to call in he who must not be named, his true name, Lord Voldemort, the fear was reduced. You could see their courage and strength rise. You could see they were ready for battle. No, they were scared. The fear was still there. But they brought courage in with them. They became warriors. And in the face of your battles, you can become a warrior by voicing your your shoulda, woulda, couldas. By acknowledging your feelings. By going into the dark, murky shit. And then showing yourself some compassion. And changing your thought work around who you are. Like, you are not that thing you should have done. You are not weak. You are not unworthy. You are enough. But to get to that point of believing it, you have to do the work. You have to show up for yourself every day as a warrior and not stay in victim mode. You can uncover the shitty feelings and run from them or you can uncover the shitty feelings and embrace them. Feel them, show love towards them, and move through them, not bypass them. Like I said, emotional intelligence. Being emotionally aware is fantastic, but it's also a another method of not feeling your shit. And it is a way to bypass it. But the thing is that if you keep bypassing it, it's only going to show up as a new lesson further down the line. So yes, emotional intelligence is really important. We need to, we need to follow the breadcrumbs. We need to join the dots. We need to figure out where our emotions come from. But then we need to feel them. Like a good few months ago, I I joined the dots, I followed the breadcrumbs and I was like, okay, right, this needs to be, I need to look at this. But I used emotional intelligence to avoid, 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 avoid. But then I made these decisions that this is what I was going to do, this is my life and this is how I'm going to move forward and blah, blah, blah. And then not long after, 
somebody was put on my path, which gave me a swift kick up the arse that I wasn't actually looking. I wasn't practicing what I preach. I was using my emotional intelligence to avoid. But again, divine, divine intervention. These things are put in our way to make us look at ourselves. But from that swift kick up in the air that I got, it made me realize that I have to go into 2020 being more mindful of my own emotions. I've actually letting myself be vulnerable and show up authentically. Not to everyone, but to the people I know who will hold space for me. And that's something I always say to people is not everybody deserves to know your story and not everybody deserves to hear your pain. Only the people that you know you can trust and know who can hold you. They're the ones who you be vulnerable with. They're the ones that you open yourself up to because not everybody deserves to hear it. But then I realise that I also have to put steps in place. Like self-awareness and emotional intelligence, intelligence is great. But we need to put down strong foundation of how to move forward and how to move through things and how to grow. For me, I was like, I need to grow and work and I need to grow personally. One huge light bulb moment for me was my charlatan complex. Something I thought that I had dealt with years ago, but no, it was creeping its way back in. And I realized that I was holding myself back because I didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to be vulnerable. And also, how could I give advice to people when I'm uncovering my own subconscious mind and when I'm working through certain circumstances or issues or whatever, how can I give people advice around self-awareness and emotional connection when I wasn't practicing it myself? But then someone did say to me, quite easily, Orla, because you're now doing the work on you and you're now doing the work for them because you can have empathy for women in similar circumstances. And sometimes empathy is all we need. Just to sit, just to hold space, just to hold a hand. So what I will say to you is go into 2020 with an open heart. Go into 2020 with compassion for yourself. If you make New Year's resolutions or if you made New Year's resolutions, fantastic. If you didn't, that's fantastic too. We all change and grow at different times and at different paces. And it doesn't always have to be at New Year's. It can be a month, two months, three months in. It's when you're ready. If you're afraid of breaking your New Year's resolutions or if you already have broken your New Year's resolutions like you have every other year, ask yourself why you've broken them. What prompted you to break your New Year's resolution? Was it a situation that brought up uncomfortable feelings? Was it 
a situation that made you feel unworthy or unlovable? So instead of feeling it, you you broke your diet or you you drank or you got baked or you went shopping or what, whatever your drug of choice is. Some circumstance happened and you went back to old patterns, coping mechanisms. And then what happens is you tend to go on to berate yourself for breaking a resolution and going back to these old coping mechanisms and thus validating that feeling of I am weak and thus sending you down that spiral of shame all over again and that's what it becomes it becomes a spiral or a vicious circle of shaming yourself for 2020 I ask you to do one thing for yourself and that is to show yourself compassion if you break your new year's resolution go Talk it out with someone who you feel you can open up to. Let yourself be seen. Let yourself be vulnerable. And let yourself connect with someone. You might just notice that once once you voice something, its power is taken away. And then you can get back to your plans and goals again. We get these setbacks for a reason. To make us look at ourselves. To realise okay, I could do something differently. I could do something in a better way for me. Because it's your life at the end of the day. It's nobody else's. And it's how you walk through your life and how you deal with certain issues. That's that's what's going to define you. You can be a victim or you can be a warrior. You can still keep moving forward and you can still keep showing up for yourself with love. We don't have to get caught in old pain patterns. For everything in life, awareness is key. And that's why I talk about emotional intelligence and self-awareness, because it is important. Having emotional intelligence to get to your root cause or your core problem, it's important because you can't fix something when you don't know what's wrong. So the first step when it comes to all these things is awareness. Find the awareness. Follow the breadcrumbs, get to the gingerbread house, but know that you can come back out of it. You can walk straight back out the door. But with the added bonus of you've worked through something. But the first step, yes, awareness. The next step then is figuring out the solution to the root cause. When it's an emotion, If it's an emotion that we get stuck in or a shame cycle that we get stuck in, look to its counterpart. If an emotion like, if you get stuck in sadness, look to joy, look to what brings joy to your life. If you get stuck in anger, look to compassion, compassion for yourself. Be angry. If you need to feel anger, feel the anger, but don't get stuck in it. Move to compassion. If you get stuck in shame, move to vulnerability. And then look to the actions that either serve your highest good or hinder you. Well, like I said, it's all well and good having the awareness, but then 
what are the action steps to take next? So when, how do we feel an unwanted emotion? The first step is acknowledging it. Letting yourself say, I am angry, I am sad, I'm ashamed, whatever it is. Then, then sit in the uncomfortableness of it. Let yourself be uncomfortable by that emotion. Next step, do an action that makes you feel vulnerable. Talk to someone. Voice how you're feeling. Ask someone for a hug. Ask someone to hold your hand. If you're angry, go and scream. Don't bury it. If you're sad, cry. Let it out. It's the little actions over time that build up. And those little actions of letting yourself feel, little by little, is what teaches us to move through an emotion instead of numbing it out and being vulnerable with any shame cycle comes a lack of being able to be vulnerable so let yourself be vulnerable ask someone to support you and over time it gets easier and by you letting yourself be vulnerable and opening up about certain things it gives other people permission to do the same that way we can all hold space for each other but yeah all the shoulda woulda couldas figure out what your shoulda woulda coulda is and don't let it rule your life work through it instead and build the life that you want. For 2020, build the life that you want. And that's it for this week's Orla's Happy Hormones podcast. I know I went deep. <laughs> the ramblings and inner workings of my brain. But for me, the last few months were spent excavating my mind and it's brought me to a better place. So I hope it can help you too. So for now, happy weekend and happy hormones. <laughs>